Welcome to the Raising Wild podcast. I'm Brittany, blogger, wife, mama to two little boys, and voice behind Raising Wild. Each week I focus on topics of motherhood and raising up children to have wild hearts, wild love for others, and wild imaginations. So grab a cup of coffee and come hang out for a while. Welcome to episode 16 of the Raising Wild podcast. Today I have the wonderful opportunity of interviewing Lena from Holistic Wife, Happy Life. And guys, she is incredible. So incredible. I met Lena a few months ago at an event. It was a social media event with Tubby Todd and Yumi. And she was one of the first people that introduced herself to me. And we connected over both of our sons being named Luca. After spending a few hours with her, I began to notice that my heart just felt so drawn and connected to her. She is such a genuine and kind, loving human being, and she just is seriously a light within this world. She is compassionate and loving, and her story is one that has moved my heart. She is a mama to four sweet baby boys, and because of her love for her family, that led her to get certified as a holistic nutritionist, and her story is just so inspiring. I can't wait for you guys to hear. So without further ado, let's welcome Lena to the podcast. Hi, Lena. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I've already opened up a little bit and explained a little about who you are and some of your background, but I would love for you to share with the listeners who you are and how you started on your journey to becoming a holistic nutritionist. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. I am a mama of four boys, and we live in Orange County, California, and we love it. We have... Uh, Our oldest is eight, twins that are six, and our baby is three. And as you know, babies will always be your babies. So he's home with me and the other boys are at school right now. But this motherhood journey has been just unique as everyone's is. But it seems like uh, the beginning and everything that happened leading up to this point is definitely the catalyst for a lot of change that had to happen in our family. And that was mainly with the birth of the twins. I used to be a high school teacher and I was right in the middle of teaching a class when I was having labor pains at 26 weeks pregnant. And so I went into my doctor and sure enough, I was in full-term labor, ready to push. And that is super unsafe that early. So They had me in antepartum, and I was put on bed rest in the hospital for about nine days until they couldn't stop the labor any longer. And so my boys were born right at 28 weeks gestation, and um, without getting, you know, into the sad, sob story of it all, they had a really hard road to recovery. And that first three, four months with them in the hospital was definitely touch and go. And we were so, so blessed to bring them home eventually. Um, They did get readmitted for RSV a couple of weeks later, which was really scary. And we thought that was going to take them because they were only four pounds at that point. But luckily, they have been able to recover. And it's funny because, you know, you go through life and you expect things to be a certain way. And when they're not, you know, life gives you these really beautiful learning experiences. And 
that experience through the hospital led me to want to discover and understand a lot more about the body and how I could really keep these boys alive and protect them when I brought them home. And so I learned really quickly that food was going to be the answer because even in the NICU, through those days and the early days especially, when doctors said that their bodies were too small to have formula, that they had to have human pasteurized milk before my milk came in, um, and then when my milk finally did come in a few days later, they had me write down every single thing that I ate with every bottle feed. Mm. And I had to pump, obviously, they were too small to to come out of the incubators. But every time I pumped, I would write on the bottle and then they would feed them through an NG tube into their stomach. And if their body reacted a certain way, then I had to like eliminate certain things from my diet. And so I, I just learned so quickly the impact that food can have on our system. And it's funny because as you get older, you just think like, well, this is the way everybody eats. So I'm going to eat this way too. Or this is this is the option that's in front of me. And I think there's a real lack in our society of education. And when people start to be more intentional about their diet, there is a bit of a stigma uh, in regards to that. And people become, well, they start to look inwards and maybe feel inadequate, like they aren't able to do it. And so there's a lot of judgment for those that do choose to be more intentional in their food choices. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've definitely felt that in the past when we've uh, made changes or I, I've also seen that in other people too like when they go to make changes in their diet to like heal their kids there is pushback and it, it's so sad but it's so important food is such an important healing property in our lives yeah I mean we were able to use it as medicine and we still do but that first year it was crucial for us to make massive changes and so I spent pretty much every waking hour on the internet learning, diving in, figuring out, and then doing my own research through trial and error with the kids and realizing very quickly that I became this expert in how to, you know, keep babies healthy. And so everyone in my circle, including moms and different play groups and church groups were asking me questions and I became this, this voice. And so I learned like, oh, this is something people want to hear and this is a need that I can fulfill and so I decided to become a nutritionist and through that process I learned even more about how integral food is in our health and how we care for our bodies is exhibited and how we feel and every single thing we feel on the outside of our body is just a story being written on the inside by the Mm -hmm. foods that we're nourishing our body with and so that being said I took my uh, nutrition degree and explored the world of entrepreneurship and now I run a business from home and it is so fun and I love it and it's really fulfilling to just be able to empower other women and families and some dads too to make better food choices and eat with intention. Yes, that is so beautiful and I kind of I have goosebumps right now just because food is very important in my life. I am a huge foodie. I love the idea of being able to nourish my kids through healthy eating and I'm not the best at it. I'm still learning but hearing you talk makes me want to do a better job and to really go down that path of finding out ways that I can continue to help make my boys flourish because seeing you go through this process has allowed me to see that we can more than just live. We can flourish, and that's really beautiful. 
Yeah, it's it's important to recognize too that it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing, which is yeah. I think the thing that holds people back in the beginning when they start working with me is that intimidation factor of figuring out, oh my gosh, I have to throw away everything in my kitchen and I have to learn a whole new lifestyle. It's like learning a new language, starting to look at the back of boxes and ingredients and things like that. But what I want women and families to understand is that one small, simple shift can really make a huge impact over time and so realizing that you can have baby steps that you can start small and then you know grow from there and figure out what works and what doesn't work for your individual family I think is the key in this situation absolutely and I think one of the questions I want to piggyback off of that is how did you even know where to begin like what was it that you started with that helped you in this process? That's a good question. I have an intolerance to dairy. And so prior to having my babies, I would always kind of gravitate towards something to put a band-aid on the aftermath. Like I love, I'm Italian, so I love cooking and I love pizza and mozzarella cheese and, you know, all the recipes that have butter and dairy. And, you know, it's just in my blood to have these really like dense, creamy, delicious meals. And so I would always go to like a probiotic or an enzyme or a lactate or something after the meal, but realizing that this is what's so crazy is that after I eliminated dairy completely when the babies were born, and then I had some later, I would say five or six months later, there was such a huge trigger. I mean, I had a major outbreak, not just in my digestive health, but my skin started to react and I got rashes all over and like scabs on my forehead and like on my scalp. And it was so, so bad. And realizing that I had just been living with inflammation and weight gain and bloating and headaches and tiredness, fatigue, all these things that were just happening in my everyday life, but realizing months and months later that if I eliminated that one thing that I could relieve myself of all these different symptoms. And I think that's, that's the key there is once you take it out of your diet and you realize all of these other things start to dissipate, that isn't really worth it to have that one thing. And so I have this mantra now that I say, you know, if I'm presented with something at my Nona's house or my mom's house, and I know that I love that thing in a previous life, I say to myself, you know, my desire to feel well is greater than my desire to have this fill in the blank. And so it's a, it's not a bandaid over the wound anymore. It's not taking something aftermath. It's preventing those flare ups and, recognizing the triggers and seeing what what from the beginning can help me long term to stay healthy. And so the same thing with the kids is eliminating that dairy. I started to see there were they were less gassy. They didn't get as many rashes. And so a mother's intuition is so powerful, so telling. And it's that feeling you get in your body that sometimes we don't act on, but when we do, we always see the benefits. And so I would say, if you're going to start anywhere, start with that thing in your mind that you know has been causing problems, but that you haven't eliminated yet. So you mentioned that you are Italian and food is a huge part of your family life. Did you happen to have any pushback from your family during the beginning of the transition or even pushback from the healthcare system, like doctors or anything else? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, this is like my favorite topic. I could probably talk all night and have a sleepover about this because <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting when you think about the healthcare system today. Uh, it's really really easy for doctors to prescribe something, give it to the patient, and have them relieve whatever symptoms they're feeling. But kind of tied into what I was talking about before about this band-aid effect it's like have you ever considered when your car check engine light comes on you would just put a band-aid over it and be like okay well the issue is gone because I can't see it blinking anymore in my face and then eventually your car breaks down and you can't drive Right. right that's what we do with our bodies though we take caffeine when we're tired we have concealer under our eyes. We have all these remedies. Anything you see a commercial for on television for your health is capitalizing on you putting a Band-Aid over the wound, okay? So think about that in perspective for just a minute and take a second and just think like, okay, what's the last personal care item I've bought that has a commercial on TV? Because reflect on that and understand that there is a deeper issue. And the healthcare system, and I think in general as a society, it's just so easy to do that because we want instant gratification. We want to feel well. We want to get out of bed and be back at work or doing the things that we know we want to do to make us happy in our daily lives without that rest and that moment of pause that it takes to heal. It's so, so important to really allow yourself the space and time to heal the body and it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to happen even in a couple of days right it's going to require us to really think and dig deep what is it that is causing you this pain and sometimes it's not even a physical uh, like an like a physiological thing it could be something mental it could be a mental block we have or we haven't forgiven someone or we have a lot of angst in our body built up for whatever reason and these stressors are causing us physical pain yeah. and so sometimes just taking that moment that week off or that you know however days in bed watching Netflix drinking lots of lemon water and you know having all your your teas and all the healing things that you can include in your life is going to give the body time to really heal itself and be back in a space where you're ready to take on the world again and I think that's the number one thing that people really lack in our society is taking time to just rest and be quiet and still and allow ourselves to heal Absolutely. Yes, like 100% agree with that. Wow, it's just, I guess you don't realize the band-aid that society gives you to put on all of these problems until you are in a, a conversation like this. Like it, when you have somebody who has had to heal their own children or even like their own their own medical needs And it's like in your face, seeing or like hearing you talk about that has allowed me to think about all the band-aids that I'm putting on my on my own kids and on my myself and my husband's health. I think you bringing up the example of the car is such a prime example that we should constantly look back to because just as much as uh, we want our car to run, I think our body is so much more important and we need our body to be in optimal health. Um, for our babies and for them to live these long, healthy, beautiful lives. So yeah, absolutely, especially as mothers, right? Right. When we, when our cup is empty, we really can't give anything to those that need us. 
Absolutely. And I, you know, the funny thing is I have been relying on coffee. I used to never drink coffee before having kids. And now all of a sudden I feel like, oh, I need coffee. I need coffee. So I started drinking coffee and yes, it's giving me a little bit of energy, but I noticed that it is actually only a small fix. And I, I think that my, just my adrenals are just shot. So that's mm-hmm. definitely something to look into as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole different topic right there. Right. But I focus a lot of my Women in Balance courses on, you know, healing hormones and why there is that addiction to caffeine and things like that. But for this conversation, I'll just say that whatever it is that you're reaching towards that has uh, has you hooked and has this addictive property, it could have it within it or you just need it. Uh, to help you feel well or to help you feel fulfilled like that's a part of your day that's something to really reflect on and just think about and there's no fingers being pointed there's no guilt or shame associated with that it's nobody's fault and this is something I talk about a lot is that in our society today there are so many of us that think immediately when we go to the grocery store and we're getting recipes and we are filling our cart with all these things and we're so excited to go home and cook or maybe you're not maybe you're someone that hates to cook but you have to go to the grocery store and buy something um one of your listeners not you because I know you love to cook (laughs) you are right you're you're cooking foods from all different seasons and you're mixing these recipes together and it tastes good but maybe it lacks a little bit of flavor or maybe you get super bloated after you're eating or maybe you're really really tired after you eat that meal and I always tell people it's not your fault it is literally what the options are in the grocery store and we think if Target sells it if Costco sells it it's got to be good for us because they sell it in the store but what I want people to understand is that there is something to be said about when the universe or God whatever you believe in provides that nutrient for our body that's when we're meant to have it. So I always tell people, try your very hardest to eat foods that are in season because you know that if they're not in season, they're picked prematurely. And then all of that soil that they were grown in doesn't have the nutrient content or density in it to really give the body its necessary nutrients. And that's when we tend to see more of those side effects instead of side benefits. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally makes sense. And Something that I think is a problem, I know is a problem in my my own life. Yes, going back, I do love to cook. Cooking is one of my favorite things. I love to experiment in the kitchen. And you're right, it is really difficult to find, to when you go any, to any grocery store, you're going to be able to find anything you want in a supermarket, even if it's in season, if it's not in season. The problem that I'm running into is I don't have a huge budget. And society tells us that you can't eat healthy when you have a small budget. So something that I've been really working on and trying to share is you can eat healthy on a small budget. Yeah. So can you speak to that kind of situation for the people that are struggling financially, that are trying to their hardest to make healthy choices for their family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Sorry to interrupt you. I I mean, this is definitely a topic I'm also passionate about. You're picking all the good ones today. So I have some tips for eating healthy on a budget. If that's what you're looking for, then I'll share it. Is that good? Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay, so here's my tips for the mom out there who's shopping on a budget, but really considering, you know, keeping high nutrient content foods in your kitchen and on your kitchen table. So when you are 
planning ahead for the grocery store, my tip is always to look inside the store flyers, try and see what coupons are available. And I know that can also be time consuming, but if you find one store that you love, like Trader Joe's or whichever store it is, even online, uh, those can be super, super helpful because you have the regularity, you know exactly what's there, you know what coupons are available, and you can kind of stay current with that. But my other tip for planning is to make sure that you come up with a list. Don't don't just walk into the grocery store assuming that, well, my family likes these things, so I'm just going to buy these regular items every week. Because what's, what's going to end up happening is you're going to have a lot of waste. You're not going to be able to cook all of those meals. There are going to be things that come up. Maybe somebody got sick. Uh, there's all sorts of things that can go wrong with that when you walk into the grocery store and you just start shopping at random. So making sure that you come up with a list of exactly what you need before you get there and then not swaying from the list, kind of making sure you stick to it. Another tip I have is always buy produce that's on sale. One, you know that that thing is in season because it's in overabundance when it's on sale. But another thing that helps with that too is you can then look on Pinterest or look for recipes that can really serve that item. So that'll make that stretch a whole lot longer when you know that that thing is on sale. Right now we have a lot of squash on sale. So I've got loads and loads of butternut squash and I have sweet potatoes and spaghetti squash and all of these squash in my kitchen. I mean, zucchini, yellow squash, I've got it all because I know that they're in season right now and that they're in overabundance. And so I can afford to buy a whole lot more of them. Another tip I have is to really choose to go frozen. So if you are somebody who likes herbs and you like that flavor in your dish, don't just buy a you know fresh cilantro and stick it in your fridge. Buy some cilantro and then package it up in little baggies, write the date on it, and throw it in your freezer. So that way when a meal comes up and you're ready for some cilantro, you know it's available. You know fresh cilantro is right there in your freezer and you're not going to have to use the dried one that has no flavor or no nutrients available, right? But another tip with choosing frozen is there are so many options out there. I know Costco sells, um, you know, chopped up veggies like butternut squash. They have a whole thing of um, like a stir fry mix of veggies and a ton of these organic veggies at Costco are, um, there are no preservatives. There's no like added ingredients in the package. And another tip there is buying in bulk is really, really important because this is how our family survives anyways with four boys. They eat like monsters. Okay. (laughs) And so, and so I go to Costco and I buy these uh, veggies in bulk and then I, I can take one, like the broccoli comes in these specific little packages. So yeah, I think buying in bulk from Costco is super smart or any of those bulk stores, because even when it comes to like fresh fruit, right? We love berries. We love raspberries, blueberries, wild berries, but they go bad so fast and you just don't want, especially right now, the organic ones are in my store anyway, they're like upwards of $6. And I just think that's preposterous and we need berries in our life. We need them all year long. And so buying them frozen when they're actually picked in season retains a lot of that nutrient content. And so you can benefit from it that way. Um, We use them in smoothies, use them in breakfast bowls with quinoa and oats and things like that. But buying in bulk is so smart. Uh, as I said, with four boys, they're just, they eat so much. And so I love that Costco has 
the broccoli already prepackaged out in their frozen meal packages. And so I can pull one out and cook enough just for my family that night. Uh, and I just think it's really, really smart to buy frozen because it's going to last a whole lot longer. You know that if you can't get to it that week, it's not going to go bad in your fridge. You've got it there to last a, uh, you know, a while. And then I do have a couple more tips. I shop at the farmer's market. I think going to the farmer's market on a budget is really smart. They always have food that's in season and it's a whole lot cheaper than going to the grocery store to buy those same exact right. produce items. Uh, my last tip is a company I'm pretty uh, new with. I've been using them, I would say the last two months. And every Friday we have a delivery that comes to our house and it's called Imperfect Produce. Okay. And imperfectproduce.com, if you go there, um, they have this really cool system that they've put together, which is basically anything that has been rejected in the grocery stores, like, I don't know, it's something like 40%, and that's probably a wrong number, don't quote me, but it's a lot of um, produce that's rejected for one reason or another with a tiny discrepancy. It could be like a scratch on the zucchini or whatever it is, and this imperfect produce company is genius they have taken all of that and packaged it up in boxes and when you go to their website you can pick what you want wow. and customize your box and it's super super affordable which I love that's great and I did see you post about that on your Instagram stories not too long ago and these are such great tips for people that don't have the money um, all types of money for um, food on a budget I think these are great so thank you for sharing those tips some people say buying frozen is bad but hearing you talk about how it's picked in season and frozen and it's not going to be wasted if it's in your freezer I think that's so important um, I'm going to definitely be implementing more frozen foods into our home and then another thing that you touched on is the farmer's market. I think a lot of people are under the wrong impression about farmer's markets being too expensive. And that's something that I've been finding is actually, no, it's really affordable. And you're supporting your local community and uh -huh. these small farmers, which is so important because absolutely they are in season and it's helping these these families stay afloat as well. I know that there are so many other great tips and tricks that you have through your course. Yes. So my Women in Balance course comes around quarterly, and it's generally for women who are looking to balance their hormones. And that can be a number of things. As I mentioned before, it could be, you know, things like bloating or headaches or just these minor symptoms that people assume they have to live with for the rest of their life. But it could be even something more serious like the Hashimoto's or thyroid disorder or PCOS or anything along the hormonal imbalance spectrum. And what we do in our in my course is we basically work together and partner to find a way for you that's in uh, that can that can really set up a journey to health long term that's not going to be just for the 30 days and it's not going to be something that you know is a fad thing that when you get off of it you're going to be right back at where you were in square one that instead we set up together uh, a healing plan and set you to a place that really feels right for you that feels good and I want to say that in a way like that's very gentle because every single person that comes into the program comes from a different background a different walk of life and I think it's important to recognize that there are people that need things differently and I think 
that is such a common misconception when folks get started with me is they believe like, oh, there's, you know, Lena eats this one way. And so we're going to all have to eat like Lena, but that's not the case. And as a nutritionist, I'm aware of that. And I know the individual needs are so important that that they need to be met in a different way, in a different manner. And so that's exactly what we do, but it is in a group setting as well. We have group calls weekly and we basically are able to discuss the hardships. I mean, this is what brings me so much joy. If I'm being honest, these weekly calls are so motivating. I always get off of them feeling rejuvenated and alive and like I have a voice that matters and people need to hear the things that can really make a huge impact on their life when you're doing it together in a group and there's all these women looking out for each other. It's really, really special. That is so beautiful. And I know that that course just started. So for the listeners, if they want to try this, this course out, when does the next one begin? When can they look out for that? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I was just going to say, too, that there are some other good resources on my website on holisticwifehappylife.com if you are looking for an ebook or a PDF or things that can really guide you through the beginning stages of your healing journey. It's a good resource to have. And then you can also check out dates for um, my next Women in Balance course, which will be in a couple of months. But, you know, I do switch things up a lot, so you never know. There could be, there might be a new course coming out soon. So, intent. <laughs> well, I hope so. I mean, I I love following along with you on your Instagram. I I've fallen in love with your family ever since um, we had the opportunity to meet a couple months ago. You are such an incredible light to so many people, and. I am truly inspired by all that you do for your family and for women. I'm really grateful that I was able to ask you all these questions today because there are a lot of things surrounding this topic that I I don't feel like truly get answered for most mamas out there. So thank you again. I am seriously humbled to just to know you to know you as a person and continue to grow in friendship with you. And honestly, I feel very inspired by your journey and hope to kind of do the same, um, maybe go down that holistic nutritionist route as well. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So if there are any people out there that want to follow along with your journey as well, where can they find you? So I um, blog and have a website at holisticwifehappylife.com and I also share more of the day-to-day on social media, on Instagram, and I'm also at holisticwifehappylife. Perfect. Thank you so much. And Thank you. I look forward to hopefully having you on again in the future. I'd love that. Thanks. My hope is that you can walk away from today's episode feeling inspired. Inspired knowing that you have the ability to change the difficult circumstances you may be facing. Inspired to make those healthy switches in your life you've been wanting to make but too afraid to try. And inspired knowing that you have a community of women in motherhood willing to stand beside you. Lena's story has inspired me because she saw a need, researched how to fulfill that need, realized the need was part of her purpose, and now she's changing so many lives while ultimately being a healer to her family in her own home. Don't be afraid to fulfill needs that you see. You never know 
just how many lives you can change. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. It was so much fun to interview Lena. If you are interested in any of her information, I'm going to leave it below in the show notes. And also, if you were inspired by today's message and you know somebody that could definitely benefit from listening to it as well, please feel free to share. I would love to listen to any feedback that you have and I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Raising Wild podcast. If you would like to support this podcast, please share it with a friend. Or if you're interested in becoming a financial supporter, there's a link below. Through your support, we are able to reach the hearts of so many mamas. If you'd like to be a part of the podcast, I'd love for you to reach out through Instagram at Raising Wild Podcast. May your heart stay wild with love, friends.